My name is Hina Ahmed. I'm a fourth-year medical student at University of Central Florida College of Medicine. I've always been interested in research. When I started medical school, I asked myself, how do I get involved in a research project I am passionate about? I knew medical students who had done research programs or fellowships and wondered what they had to say about their experiences. What got them interested in research? How did they choose their specific fellowship or program? And what did they learn from their experience? Today, I'm going to introduce you to one of those students so you can hear her experience on doing research as a medical student. Dan Wei Wu is currently a third year medical student at University of Central Florida College of Medicine and the first student from UCF so far to be chosen for the prestigious Howard Hughes Medical Institute, also known as HHMI Medical Fellows Program, for which she took a year off between her M2 and M3 year to complete. Dan Wei is from Tampa, Florida and went to Duke University for her undergraduate studies where she majored in neuroscience. She has extensive background in research even before medical school, which began at Moffitt Cancer Center studying small cell lung cancer during her freshman and sophomore year. During her junior and senior year, she also worked with Dr. Deborah Silver at Duke University studying the genetic basis of neuronal cell fate. Hi, Danway. Hi. How are you doing? Good. I wanted to first start off with you telling us a little bit about HHMI and the significance of a fellowship like this for those who may not be familiar with what it is. HHMI, or Howard Hughes Medical Institute, um, is this large private organization, one of the largest basically body that donates money to scientists for them to pursue different research ideas. And they really look towards scientists that are very innovative or they're pursuing very risky um, ventures. So people who are really pushing the limits of science. And this really large institute also funds medical students um, to take a year off and they pay you with a stipend and they support you and they provide you a lot of um, good connections and resources to pursue a career as a physician scientist, especially for those who may have decided not to do an MSTP program because they were hesitant. This gives them an opportunity to really seriously consider career in science, even if they've just pursued just an MD and not an MD-PhD. How about you talk to us a little bit about the application process and the timeline that it took for you to do a fellowship like this? This is something you should probably, if you're considering to do, start off early on. Um, you have to find a mentor, and it should be a mentor that's pursuing really interesting stuff and is well-funded. That can be a challenge for a lot of students that go to smaller schools that may not have really large research institutions. But I think if you can show in the application that you're seriously considering being a physician scientist, then I don't think having limited experience will really hurt you or be detrimental on your application. That being said, most students in the program do have a substantial background in science, but there were also a few that have never published a paper before. One thing is a lot of these Howard Hughes medical investigators are super supportive of students coming in from outside institutions. So don't be afraid of emailing a lot of professors that you find their research interesting and be expecting to be rejected by a lot, but don't take that to heart. A lot of these labs are huge what you should do is start with your research proposal early on working with your professor whoever agrees to mentor you the pr proposal is very similar to what in graduate school is called a nsf or national science foundation grant which is basically a two-page proposal that addresses the aims i believe it's four pages now it addresses the aims and the specific things you're going to be doing during that year off so this is like a really great training process just writing the grant because this is how scientists write proposals for funding. 
start as early as possible. This writing process, for me at least, took me a few months and a, a couple drafts before I, I was really comfortable submitting something. So you were doing that during your second year of med school? Correct? Yes, yes. Where in your second year of med school was this, like, timeline-wise? This was um, probably, I started semester around August, so I okay. started in August, mm -hmm. but it was mostly like just talking with my mentor, jotting down ideas, started seriously writing during winter break, had my first draft done by January, and then the submission time, I believe, is sometime in between February and March. Talk a little bit about how you found your mentor, or give any kind of advice for students who are looking for a mentor. Yeah, so a lot of people in these programs are actually coming from outside medical school, so they're not doing their fellowship year at their institution, that they're doing their MD. I found my mentor because I went to Duke and I knew that I wanted to be back in Durham, but I have actually never talked to my mentor before doing this Howard Hughes fellowship. I just found him online because he was a Howard Hughes medical investigator and I knew that he was doing very high caliber work and I just emailed him. To be honest, I also emailed a lot of other professors that either didn't respond to me or flat out told me that they didn't have room in their lab, which is fine. There are other people in the program who also came from smaller medical schools and they had similar experiences. And really it's about persistence, but you should look for a lab that has a lot of money, is willing to take on another student and has the mentorship for another student. Either it's a small lab where the mentor can interact with you a lot, or it's a lab with a lot of postdocs that want people helping them with their project. And that's kind of hard to gauge early on, but spreading your net really wide, it won't hurt. What kind of research did you end up focusing on? So the lab that I worked in was with Professor Van Bennett, and he's well known for discovering Ankrin and Spectrin. Everybody knows him from step one is related to hereditary spherocytosis. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But the lab is really a biochemistry lab. That's how he discovered these proteins. So what I was studying was the molecular mechanism for high-functioning autism. So it turns out the mutation in Ankrin B, which is an isoform of this Ankrin molecule that we all know about is important in scaffolding. And this isoform is that I was studying, the large isoform, is only in axons and only in neurons. So this was like a perfect candidate for a gene that could be mutated in um, high-functioning autism. In fact, there are de novo studies that show that mutations in this gene is sufficient for a phenotype of autism in children with Ingram B mutations. I think the topic doesn't matter so much as having a good mentor that's really able to teach you what rigorous science, basic science, looks like. And I think that's the training that a lot of medical students don't really appreciate. All right, so that's really interesting. So you found out you were accepted when? Like around March? Yeah, I want to say like around March or April. Okay. Just describe to us the structure of your year. What's it like being a fellow there? Yeah, so you get to experience a lot of the existential dread that grad students experience on this fellowship because it's basically, you know, very unstructured unless you have a mentor that kind of micromanages your day, which my mentor wasn't. So you really had to create your own goals and your own experiments. And ideally, this project is kind of your baby that you created. I would have to say it, you make what you want to make out of it. There are some, some people took it more nine to five schedule. Some people wanted to really finish the project and they would stay in lab and go on the weekends, which is something that I did. While you were there, did you get to go to didactics or conferences or how, how did that play a role? Yeah, so there's some conferences that the, the HHMI organizes that are really excellent. So you'll start off with a kickoff meeting um, and sometime I think in September. 
and you'll meet all the other fellows. And if you're a person who's into research, like meeting the med fellows is like coming home to your family. They're all people that are very like-minded, but very awesome. I had such a great time and I would consider myself pretty introverted. It's kind of difficult for me to meet new people and be open to a lot of different people, but I felt so at home with the med fellows. You will have the opportunity to go to Harvard to meet with the residency directors. I think for us, we met with the internal medicine and general surgery residency directors, and they'll give their little spiel. I also met residency directors from all over the country, from different institutions, and you'll meet people in biotech who um, were med fellows or have some background you know, in medicine and transitioned into basic research who have very successful biotech companies and how they started that. The mentorship is, so, it's, it's so much mentorship. I think that people can get over, overwhelmed. Like for me, I'm thinking, you know, I don't, in my career, I feel too soon to um, consider even starting a biotech company or doing all this stuff. But it does give you inspiration that you can achieve this without doing a PhD. And I think that's something they hammered into us. Although a lot of the med fellows eventually transitioned into an MD PhD because they really enjoyed the year off. But I think the take home message from all the mentorship is that there's a huge open space for researchers that are MDs that I think people don't emphasize. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing is you can't really push forward the whole realm of medicine without MD researchers or MD PhD researchers. And that's something that the mentors really brought home. Additionally, you know, on a career-wise basis, you have all these resources for when you apply for residency that you can email and talk to. And they residency directors think very highly of this program, at least at academic institutes. It's considered a very favorable attribute. And that's something I heard over and over again from like residency directors at Harvard and uh, Michigan and Stanford and stuff like that. Exactly. What's the outcome for your research from year year? So I guess right now, I just know there will be a publication on Inc. 2 related to autism. I don't really know what the outcome is, um, but you you get a conference out of it. So like out of the whole experience, you will present at um, the American Society for Clinical Investigations, which is a very, very prestigious uh, conference that you'll present at. And I think that gives you an opportunity to have that little resume boost at the end. But I, I don't think this is what the program is for. I think the program in of itself is impressive. It's Right. Just yeah. having, like, being an HHMI fellow is really what to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, big risks, big gains. And that's a lot of these projects. So I, I wouldn't feel bad if you didn't get a publication out of it. Yeah. I guess I just want to prepare the listeners for what research is really like. Because you might not always get a publication when you want to get one but I think it's just important to address that and I think you did um really well that it's still a valuable experience and it's something if you love research you should do I guess briefly just to wrap up I just wanted to talk about your year off how did you feel about having a year off do you feel like you're losing momentum like what were some worries about taking a whole year off in between m2 and m3 year yeah, so um, I was worried I would forget everything after my boards, and I I did forget everything, but it's all coming back. You know, I feel like a lot of students forget. Yeah, after that's board. true. Um, but continue. Yeah, so I also was worried maybe I lost steam because I I mean I'm not gonna lie I was not a little bit a lot sad coming back to medical school because I had such a great time and I almost considered doing a second year, 
But taking a year off has definitely given me a perspective. Your perspective on what's important is so different. And the ability to let things go, to accept disappointment, or to understand that you have to really take care of yourself and the real world is not going to be like school at all, which, you know, was kind of a shock because I feel like I've been pretty insulated all through my education. So those are some valuable lessons that you learned. If you had this opportunity to, to do a fellowship like this, would you have still done it between M2 and M3 year, or would you have preferred to do it between M3 and M4 year? Most people in the fellowship, I would say, were doing it between their M3 and M4 year after they were done with everything. I wouldn't change it personally, and I there are some elements I'm like, I wish I did my clinical year first, so I would be with my class through doing rotations, but I felt like if I did it now, I would I would at least be able to see the results of my research. And that's something a lot of people who are between their third year and fourth year are struggling with, is they worked really hard, but may never see like the end result of their project before residency. And I mean, a lot of people still want to publish during the program and stuff like that. And I think that's a really big challenge for people who are going in, into their fourth year. So there's some pros and cons doing it between M2 and M3 or between M3 and M4. So I guess I just wanted to give the listeners a chance to see both perspectives on that. I think we covered a lot of good points about HHMI in general and then also research in general, some valuable lessons you could learn. And also talking about taking a gap year because I feel like some people don't know if they want to do that, whether they're unsure. So I think it's nice to hear a few perspectives on that. So I guess I just wanted to ask you any last bits of advice for students interested in research in general. They may not be pursuing HHMI, but yeah. um, you've done a lot of research, a lot of different kinds of research. And you did HHMI, which is really prestigious, but you come from University of Central Florida College of Medicine. So it was a very interesting perspective that you come from a a school that doesn't do as much heavy research as Yale, Harvard, or all the other big names on that list. So any advice to students wanting to enter research while they're in medical school? Yeah, I want to say, comment to that and say, pedigree always matters, but your work will always triumph pedigree. So don't be afraid of pedigree. If you're serious about it, go for it and pursue your own question and don't don't seek the approval of the people around you are the main messages I want to give. Well, those are pretty good messages in life in general, whether you do research or not. So I kind of want to end it there. And thank you for talking to all of us about your experiences. Yeah, thanks for interviewing me.